You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. Hello, listeners. Today, we are Breaking the Silence with Jason McDonald. We're so excited to have Jason with us here today. Jason is from Spanish Fork. Uh, He's 22 years old, currently going to Brigham Young University, and does Taekwondo. Yeah, (laughs) We're so happy to have Jason with us here today because he's going to tell us some of his story just as a normal, average human being, dude. And also... Uh, Jason has done a ton of work with Reach 10. He was an intern through the on-campus internship at BYU last semester. He and others on his team came up with the idea to do this podcast, and they helped incredibly with that. In fact, Jason is a huge reason why our podcast sounds so great. He helped us with our jingle and our intro and the first couple episodes of just editing. So we are so grateful for you, Jason, because if it wasn't for your help, I don't know if we would have figured out how to do all of that. So bless you. Thank you. (laughs) So is there anything else we need to mention about you? Did we we get it all down? I don't think so. I think that's it. Okay, sweet. I think we're ready to end the podcast. (laughs) But go for it, Jason. Please tell us why um, you want, why we have you here on this podcast, why you care to uh, be vulnerable and share your story and why you wanted to be on Reach 10. Just go ahead and start. Of course. So yeah, so I grew up here in Utah County and of course there's a weird culture around anything sexual in Utah County. And so when I was, I don't know, 13 or so, I was curious about things. I wanted to know what they were, but I didn't feel like I had anywhere to go, to like anyone to talk to. And so I went to the internet, like any good 13-year-old does, and just one we thing. We talked like, a little bit about you, you didn't have a great sex education in yes, your family, uh-huh, right? Yeah. As typical often is within uh-huh. the church. For one reason or another, kind of yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. So I didn't have good sex education. I mean, I knew in general but when I got down to specifics it's like even with little things like what does it what does stuff look like and how does it all work I I, I just didn't know so I went to the internet one thing led to another and I got myself into a habit with pornography and I say habit not addiction because I was able to pull myself out of it you know I think it lasted about six months six months off and on but then I was like this makes me feel awful it's conflicting with my religious beliefs and so there's all this cognitive dissonance and so even like, well, well, in the moment, like, okay, yeah, it's satisfying, I guess. It made me feel so terrible the rest of the time. I was like, okay, I'm done. I got to just stop. And so from there, I mean, obviously I, I uh, resolved things with my ecclesiastical leaders and stuff. But because it all happened right then when I was starting puberty and, you know, my brain is forming and kind of what we talked about earlier with uh, like the sexual templates, it shaped the way I viewed relationships and the way I viewed women. Because I was like, oh, this is... What you do, this is what adults do. This is what sex is. And adult relationships, I think, are about sex. That's what media tells me. Tells me. So I feel like it's made me, even up until today, like perpetually curious about that kind of stuff. And obviously now, as I've actually talked to people and done legit research, I mean, I understand that that's not entirely the case. But And it's t- it, very typical and good and healthy that you yeah. are interested in that stuff. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, I know. I'm- <laughs> right? And that you, you care about sex and learning about sexual things. What does it mean? What happens? What's a 
What's mm-hmm. a good sex life like? You know, these are things that we're all curious about. Yeah. And pornography has some messages in it that can be really harming. Mm-hmm. And so how did that affect your relationships? It made it difficult. It, it felt like the inside of me was pulling towards, like, my relationship has to be about sex. When, like, the, the brain side of me, the logical side was like, no, like, it's about, you know, caring and all this other stuff. Like, treating them like a human, whereas, you know, the inside of me, the, the id or whatever was like, no, it's all sex and dehumanizing and stuff. And so that led to me doing things like, like, I knew pornography didn't make me feel good. And so I was like, okay, I'm stepping back from this. And I haven't had a problem with it since. But as a young teenager, I had a problem with like sexting. I was able to justify to myself, oh, I was just talking. Like, it's not a big deal. But at the same time, it was disrespectful to the girls I was talking to. And it was dehumanizing. And like, that's honestly all I would talk to specific girls for. And I feel awful about it now. Thinking back, I'm like, ooh, I was, that wasn't good. And I wish I had better outlets at that moment. But I mean, at the same time, it was formative. It was learning you know, knowing that I had those urges and then it ended in those outbursts, I was like, okay, I need to find something else. And I think it was the end of junior year, beginning of senior year of high school, I was finally able to open up to a really good friend about it. And he expressed that he had like the exact same situation, you know, struggling with pornography and it's shaped the way he's viewed the world and um, being validated, like having my own emotions validated in, in the sense that, you know, I have this person that I trust and I love that is going through the exact same thing. You know, it made me feel not alone and that I'm not a bad person like I've, you know, been worrying about for the last five years. Um, and then we were able to, like, start sorting things out. It's like, well, why did we do this? Why did things end this way? And, you know, just putting it out in the air like that made me lose the urge to do things like sexting and all of those, like, outbursts because it's in there. Like, it's not pent up inside of me anymore. Right, you're talking about it. It's 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 a part of who you are, being a sexual being, but just being able to talk about it and express those feelings, thoughts, experiences that you've had really relieves the tension because mm-hmm. the tension just does drive you. The the seclusion, the tension, the yeah. uh, disconnection from people drives you to have those outbursts, right? Exactly, yeah. And, that, and that's what I found specifically about me and then doing all of the research for Reach 10. I think everyone has that when you're secluded and pent up and don't feel like you have anywhere to go. You have outbursts with yourself that you regret and they make you feel guilty and they make you feel bad about yourself. And I want to avoid that because I don't like those feelings. Like I want to be as happy as I can and that gets in the way. Totally. I think it's so important that as human beings, we all learn how to let feelings and emotions flow, Mm -hmm. allowing conversation, honest conversations about what is going on in our head, um, what we're dealing with, what's a struggle is so helpful. Uh, I, I love going back to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the first mm-hmm. movie with being an obscurist. If you hide and squelch all the magic inside you, it's just going to break out in, in unhealthy ways. Yeah, It's important to use all the magic that we have, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> By, and the way to do that is to have that intimacy, into me see, open up, talk about things, and, and learn. Mm-hmm. Was it really healing for you to realize that hopefully you weren't like broken or damaged forever? Yeah. And, and did you get to that place? Yes, but it did take a while. So like I, I was able to open up with a friend in my senior year of high school, but I don't think it was until this past year or so that I was secure in the fact that being a sexual being is okay. 
and obviously there there needs to be timing about it. Like you know, it's like drinking orange juice and brushing your teeth. They're both <laughs> really good things, but if you time them wrong, it's not good. Good <laughs> that's a really great yeah, analogy. Yeah, that's because great. yeah, it's like the literal worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I like, I mean, we don't want to downplay things by using analogies and just, Mm -hmm. and I think that there's so much value to that of like the timing of your sexuality and like doing it in a way that's not just objectifying or like getting like a certain need met, but rather it's a full experience. Yeah. And it's, it's expressive. You're, you're saying, I love you so much that I can't express it with words or, you know, any of these other like my Mm -hmm. quality time, like it's to the point where I need to do these sexual things to show you, like, because there's that much emotion. Yeah. That's what sex is for. Yeah. That's what it's created for. That's why we have it. And then the pornography industry has said, no, like, it feels good. It's hot. It's sexy. You know, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. It's animalistic. It's raw. It's, like... It's but the that, natural that's, thing to it's do. It's the natural thing to do, yeah. and that's how they justify it. But that's absolutely not why we have sex. Yeah. That's not why God created it. That's not why... Even outside of a religious context, that's not why you have sex you, you you do it to express emotion and yeah it's going back to that sexual wholeness idea of it's not exactly. just the sex which is awesome amazing pleasurable great it's all about commitment to a person it's all about uh the other love expressed mm-hmm. in a relationship like being there for the person uh saying doing what you say you will do uh, supporting them in yeah. dreams and mm-hmm. in them as a person it's not separated like that it's complete and whole. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about when you, f- when you found reach 10, you were like so relieved, right? And you're yes. like, yes. And tell us why you were like so excited to find reach 10. Yeah. So one of the things I talked about with my friend when I first opened up to him and then other people, as I've been finding myself, I, I specifically remember having a conversation with my then girlfriend the semester before, you know, probably about a month before, uh, I got the internship with reach 10 and I was, you know, we were talking about these things and I was like, it's a problem specifically in Utah County, but in the whole world where there's not a healthy conversation about pornography. I've like wanted to change that conversation for so long that I've even like, you know, thrown stuff out like jokingly, which maybe isn't the best way, but just kind of feel, feel out Just trying to sometimes. see like what other people think about like, it. like, well, how do you know that? I was like, oh, I watched pornography once. And they're like, what? And I was like, oh, joke. Like, calm down. Like, it's okay. But it, it was never received well. And... Hmm. just I don't know there's such a while bad... nine out of ten guys have used exactly at least yeah you know it's that's so sad <laughs> uh-huh so like it's, it's something that everyone does no one wants to talk about that's not good mm-hmm. and so I and three three out of ten girls making sure we throw in the, the girl part there too, <laughs> because girls use it too they do not just yep. guys uh-huh. sorry go ahead no you're good <laughs> um but yeah so I wanted to change this conversation you know away from the shame and I was like I don't I don't have the resources to do. I don't even know where to start because I'm just a regular dude. Who's going to listen to me? But then I got this internship with Reach 10 and I started looking into it and I talked to Vana and I started, you know, listening to your guys' stories and, you know, working through the podcast editing and stuff. And I was like, holy cow, like there are resources. You, you know, you just have to, to find them. And so now I'm like, I'm a huge advocate. I'm like, that's why I'm here talking about it today. Like I've never been willing to talk about it just because I've never known how it's going to be received, but now I know it's received really well with most people, but just in the room, people don't want to admit that, oh, I've had a problem, or I know someone who's had a problem, or I know it's a problem because it's taboo or whatever the reason. So, so it's just this culture of silence uh-huh. that 
um, we grew up th thinking it was like okay, but really yeah. it's not okay because it perpetuates these problems of, mm -hmm. like you said, not talking about sexuality. So all these unhealthy behaviors happen. There's not enough learning. And then we feel like we're the only ones dealing with this kind of stuff. I'm so glad you, you figured that out, that you're a part of Reach 10, that you yeah, helped so I'm much. <laughs> and that you know that it takes just courage to change that culture, right? It, yeah. It's still hard. Like I still have a hard time talking with people about it most of the time because mm -hmm. it's like, how will it be received? I don't want to be rejected by people, but but it's so important to talk about it. It takes Absolutely. bravery, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really, something else that you mentioned that I like is, is not just like talking about pornography, but like also like talking about healthy sexuality yeah. and developing. Like this is what sex actually is. Mm -hmm. It's It's not something that you want to just like put on a pedestal, but it is mm -hmm. something that you share with someone that you're committed to that, that can be such a beautiful experience. And, and that's why I think this conversation is so important yeah. is that we're, we're not just fighting pornography and condemning mm -hmm. pornography and talking about all the harms of pornography, but rather like, let's bring it into the light and, and talk about, yeah, let's promote the good parts of yeah, sex because it's good. It's such a good thing. And we're all sexual beings. Of course. And, and it's, it is okay that, yeah. that I'm attracted to guys and that I, I think that, um, I was excited to, to kiss him or whatever. It's, mm -hmm. that's a good, that's a good thing. That means that I'm a healthy human being that I have those feelings within me. Right. Yeah. Um, but not like putting them in a box and hiding them and also not acting out in them in a way that brings pain. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I really love that. Something else that I think is like why I'm so passionate about this message and why I'm so stoked that we have this podcast and that mm -hmm. people are receiving it well, just like you're talking about, because I don't think we've done our job until we can talk about it and yeah. be honest and be like, you know what? Like I once used to just like my friends who've struggled with alcoholism can be like, man, like I used to struggle with alcoholism and today's yeah. my five year sobriety date and celebrate that like publicly and hugely. Mm -hmm. and, throw a party. And so, and, and throw a party. It's a big deal. A dry party. But a party. <laughs> <laughs> a party. And, and, and I love that. And I'm always there for my friends that, that are in that boat. I want the same thing for this other side of things that when we're mm -hmm. struggling with these things and maybe it's not the exact same thing because drugs and alcohol and pornography and sexuality is a little bit different yeah, but different beasts that we can have the conversation that yeah. we can be dude i'm so stoked for you i'm so glad we're talking about this and yeah i've had those experiences too mm -hmm. and and for it to be more of like a commonplace conversation yeah and until it's like there and we're having those conversations with each other with our kids with everyone I don't think our job's done. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, 100%. Yeah. We got to keep sharing this message. We do. Got to keep going. <laughs> so, Jason, since you've started learning more about all these things, like, is there anything that you're doing more so now to manage your sexuality, manage talking about these things, goals that you have? For me, it's just been just telling myself that it's not a shameful thing that I struggled nine years ago with pornography. Um, and just being really willing to talk about, I mean, I don't go out and advertise, like I don't wear a sign on my chest that I wasn't, you know, I had a habit or whatever, right. but at the same time, if someone like asked me about it, or if someone, if it's brought up in a room, I'd be like, oh yeah, I've struggled with that. Like Let's it's, it's cheap it. who I am. And then in working with being more genuine to myself and accepting, you know, maybe these more difficult parts of myself, you know, I get to talk about it. 
because it's me and I want to be genuine to myself. And so why suppress it? Why hide it now when that causes, you know, a whole slew of problems that we've already talked about? Mm -hmm. Well, awesome. Well, you're taking a great step of doing that by being on the podcast today Mm -hmm. and um, wish you luck with continuing to be authentic and real with people. I hope people you have experiences where people are like, yeah, thanks for opening up and Mm -hmm. let's talk about this. Yeah, I know. I feel that way. So thank you. It's been so great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. For sure. And we wanted to share a review. Creed's got a review for us today. So one of our reviewers has said... And this is from Lightberry. Lightberry. Lightberry, whoever you are, reach out to us. Yeah, let us know that we... (laughs) uh, We'll we'll give you some swag for, for this, so reach out to us. Lightberry said... It's so encouraging to hear young adults talking about tough issues such as pornography and healthy sexuality in a way that respects the sacredness of intimacy and relationships. This is a much needed conversation. Amen. 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 We agree with you, Lightberry. Thank you for sharing that review with us today. And thank you, Jason, for being here. You're awesome. Keep going with all that you're doing. Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals. And the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.